This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 146. Take your message to the next level with Cliff Ravenscraft. And I felt like I was doing the responsible thing as a husband of a stay-at-home mom with three young children at home. It wasn't my dream job, but you know, I thought that I enjoyed it. And in fact, I was very content in my career as an insurance agent until something happened in December 2005. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other people's stories. Now, we get to bring on all kinds of experts like Joni Connell, who left her job in engineering to help people connect with flexible work solutions, or people that have pretty amazing stories like Tracy Minutolo, who isn't quite ready to quit her day job, but she continues to master her side hustle. And these are people that are just like you. They've gone from where they are what they really want to be doing. They're people that are just like our next guest. And, you know, I got to, I got to tell you about him. His name is, is Cliff, Cliff Ravenscraft, in fact. And yeah, he and I get to have a pretty cool conversation because he's somebody that I, I, I connected with, geez, uh, for the first time and actually encountered his content before, before he and I had connected over email about three or four years ago. And he was kind of some of the influence that I had for getting started with this podcast and some of the choices that I made early on. And we get to talk a little bit about that, but also I get emailed from, from you listeners of this show that think it might be kind of cool to start a podcast. And I I get the question every so often about, Hey, how could I do that? What does that look like? Do you make money from that? And I get all these different questions. So we talk about that in this interview. And I have Cliff actually give you literally a step-by-step approach for how to start a podcast with the most minimum requirements. So listen for that. And then we go through and talk about his story because he's had a huge career change. So we talk about how making a big career change actually can be possible for you specifically. And then he goes deep into how connecting with other people is just ridiculously important in creating influential content and gives you a number of examples for how to do that. And lastly, we talk about how, well, you don't have to be great to get started, but how you actually can become great at it after you get started. And, and we go through some of the, some of the steps to make that happen because it's not always easy in the beginning, but as you continue to fulfill your goals, your mission, well, then you know what? That's, that's how it actually happens here. So Cliff, Cliff successfully made the jump from insurance agent, uh, with a hobby producing a podcast about his favorite TV show lost to a full-time podcast producer and he is now a, a podcasting and what he calls new media consultant or coach. So he's produced well over 3,000 episodes 
of more than well over 20 different shows, in fact. So he's he's built this business from the ground up uh, years ago at this point and is proof that making this big, big career change can be possible. He's he's also a firm believer that if you pursue your passion, the money will follow if if and there's a pretty big if in there. And I want you to listen for that as we get deep into into our conversation. And Cliff, he continues to help people be able to take their message, their life to the next level by creating content that's entertaining and educational and encouraging and inspirational and bringing them closer to who they're meant to be. Pretty cool. I think you're going to love this one. So let's, uh, let's have you meet Cliff without further ado on the Happening Career Podcast. Here we go. Hey, it's Scott and we are back and I am so very excited to have our guest today on the show because I uh, I encountered him about four years ago and he may not know it, but he's helped me a ton as we got this show up and started and rolling and got it to where it is today. So uh, you have you have him to be able to thank for for a big piece of that. But I want to welcome to the show Cliff Ravenscraft. How are you, Cliff? Scott, thank you so much for having me here. What an honor. And I have never been better. It gets better every single moment of the day. Perfect. That is that is so great. And, and I heard you say that before, but I absolutely love that. And I think that is the right mentality, if any. And, you know, I, I'm really interested to talk to you. And I told you a little bit about this before we even hit record, but I'm really interested to talk to you because you've got such a great transition story, which started in, what, 2005, right? Yeah, well, the that's when things the the thought to transition definitely started. So I was working as an insurance agent I, for my mom and dad in a family-run insurance agency that had been in the uh, been in the family since 1935. I had I, well by the time I left, I was there for 11 years. I had achieved a ton of success in that business, and I felt like I was doing the responsible thing as a husband of a stay-at-home mom with three young children at home. That you know, I was, I was, you know, it wasn't my dream as a child to become an insurance agent. No, but but I did love the I did love the fact that I was paid extremely well to be an insurance agent, and you know, I, I also enjoyed the fact that what I was selling as an insurance agent was benefiting people's lives. I mean, if their house burned to the ground, their their house got rebuilt. If uh, their car got crashed, their car got fixed. If somebody had a serious accident, their hospital get, bills get paid. Uh, you know, I, I was offering a service of great and tremendous value to people and, and stuff like that. But it, it wasn't my dream job. But, you know, I thought that I enjoyed it. And in fact, I was very content in my career as an insurance agent until something happened in December 2005. And what was that something? Well, I decided to launch and start my very first audio podcast. And it was just as a hobby. I, I didn't do this to launch any business. I didn't do it so that I could change the world. I wasn't I wasn't discontent with my job at the time. So this was just for fun. It was I'm, I've been a geek, a tech guy, you know, I'm early adopter of technology. In fact, there were only a few hundred podcasts at the time when I launched my podcast. And so, uh, you know, it's just some geeky thing to do. And my wife and I were huge fans of the TV show Lost. I'd been blogging about it and I left a I created this theory about this secular TV show called Lost and and the fact is that I thought it was pretty incredible and 
I was listening to other podcasts devoted to the TV show Lost. There were already five in, an ex- five in existence, and I subscribed to all five of them. And I recorded a three-and-a-half-minute audio file as feedback for one of these podcasts, and I submitted it to them, and I was blown away when I heard my own voice played back in somebody else's podcast, knowing that this was actually going out to tens of thousands of people all over the world who are just as diehard, passionate fans of Lost as I am. And by the way, my blog traffic at the time was about 300 people per month, maybe. And that was, that was on a really good month, right? Yeah. Well, after my voicemail feedback, my blog traffic went through the roof. I got a, a contact from Entertainment Weekly, EW.com. They wanted to do a feature on my article, uh, on my blog post on their, pod, on their website, EW.com. And they had heard about me from the podcast, uh, you know, just that little yeah. three and a half minute clip. And next thing you know, my blog traffic is like in the thousands per month. And it was incredible. And I started getting people say, hey, Cliff, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, okay. Well, it didn't take a whole lot to stroke my ego, right? So I'm like, I'm going to do this. And it was just for fun. It was just something to blow off steam. It, I, I probably went into it with all of the wrong reasons, which was just, I, this is just for me to show off my tech, you know, just show off how much fun I have and and stuff like this. And really, you know, there were times in my day job that there was stress and stuff like that. I was working a lot, 40, 60 hours a week, 40 to 60 hours a week. I want to make sure that was clear. 40, 60. It, That's a lot so, of hours in one week. Yeah. So it, it, I was working a lot. Also, outside of that, I was also involved in ministry as, a, as an associate pastor. So that was something out that's part of the story as well. But anyway, the reality was that um, I was just having fun. It was, it was just a blast. And by the third episode, because those other five Lost podcasts had come together and combined all of their audiences in one feed called the Lost Podcast Network, they all had their own separate feeds as well. But they did actually promote this, this Lost feed that would have every podcast that voted to Lost in it. And they invited me to participate. And so by my third episode, this guy from Northern Kentucky who nobody's ever heard of all of a sudden has 17,000 subscribers by episode three. And that kind of blew my mind, went to my head in a little bit, in a little ways. But what I'll, I'll tell you is just the, the results of this was that after, this TV show allowed us to talk about real life, authentic day-to-day issues that just my wife and I behind a microphone got to talk about things like there was an episode called Tabula Rasa, which means clean slate. So we talked about the idea that you can start over, you, you, can, you can have mistakes, you can, you can do, go down the wrong path, and it's possible for you to make a change in your life and to to leave the past behind. I mean, it, I'm sure you even have that as a theme here and happen to your career, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we, we got to even talk about that. We, there was an episode called All Good Cowboys Have, da- Have Daddy Issues. And, of course, we got to talk about some of our own personal issues with growing up and our relationship with our dads. And a lot of people resonated with that. There was an opportunity to talk about – there was an episode called The 23rd Psalm. So we got to talk a little bit about faith. And that – prompted a lot of email. And so one of the emails, and this one email sticks out in my mind, is, I got an email from a guy. He says, hey, Cliff, I hope you don't find this offensive, but I just want to ask you one question. I've been listening to your podcast, and it just seems to me like you and your wife are Christians. Am I right? And I wrote back, and I said, well, yeah, you are, in essence. And, that's, and, and then he writes back, and I didn't print it out at the time, but if I did, it would have been about three and a half pages of him just authentic, authentically and transparently pouring out his life. And I've been involved in ministry for 10 years up to that point. And 
I've had some people share some things, you know, pretty openly, but nobody ever poured out their heart to me in an email or in face-to-face conversation like this person did. And so I, I remember, I think I spent like four or five hours just responding to that person's email, line by line, just sharing things and some encouragement. And that turned into a budding and, and eventually a really close friendship with that individual. I started getting tons of other emails. People are saying, hey, Cliff, you randomly mentioned in the show something about living debt-free, that you guys are pursuing debt-free living. And, you know, tell us more about that. And, of course, people wanted us to talk about it in our podcast. I'm like, and randomly, from down, time to time, we would bring up some non-loss-related conversations. We'd go off on a tangent, if you will. And the, the diehard loss fans, especially the ones that are subscribed via the network channel, they're like, dude, we stick to lost, please. So I ended up launching a second podcast and eventually a third podcast and then even a fourth to where today I have 30, I've done 30 different podcasts. But um, so I launched more shows to answer these questions and, and people's lives are starting to be changed. I've had people who have wrote in and said, Cliff, I'd like to ask you how you came to faith and people had listened to that episode. In fact, the person who wrote that email and came back, like listened to it that day that I published it and said, I've made a decision that I want to place my faith in Jesus as well. I, then I had uh, people who listened to our episode on debt-free living. I would say that was back in 2007 that we released that episode. I would say there's at least 500 to 600 people who have written to tell us that they're debt-free today because of us turning them onto the Dave Ramsey program. Um, I've had phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. I, I, I want to pause there for just a second because I am fascinated and thankful for this phenomenon that allows <laughs> allows people to connect in, in that type of way. Because we, I mean, we've experienced the same thing. I have, you know, thousands of emails in a folder of <laughs> people, as you said, you know, pouring their heart out and sharing very, very personal things and, uh, and in many cases needing help or making changes because of that. But I, I'm curious, like what, from your perspective, your opinion, you've done, You've done many, 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 many more shows than than I have. Why why is that? Like, what is it about this medium that allows that? Well, I think it's the fact that number one, people feel a little bit more comfortable pouring their heart and soul out to somebody that isn't going to judge them. Yeah. You know, day after day. I mean. To them, oftentimes, I mean, they first of all, they come to know, like, and trust you because they hear your voice. And, and, and they feel like they know you because of how much they're hearing you. They're listening to all the things that you have to say. They, basically, your message resonates with them. But in, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's like this hope and it's a shot in the dark that I'm going to share this with this person. And I just trust from what I hear in their voice week after week or day after day, when I'm li- however often I'm listening to their podcast, I, I just trust that this person is not going to judge me for what I'm about ready to share. And if they do, there's a good chance I'll never see this person face to face and <laughs> and I can I can start blocking their emails if I need to. And, and so I think there's a I think there's a little bit of the the somewhat quasi anonymity of being able to share it. And and so do you remember the app that came out like a couple years ago? It was like big phenomenon for a while. It was called Secret. Yes. And it I was this heard of it. Yes, there was. The, and I, I never participated in it, but it, it became massively popular for a very long time. And it was this app where you could sign in. There was no there was nothing that tracked you or anything like that. And you were allowed to go in and just confess some of your deepest and darkest secrets. 
And and basically, it, 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 I think it was just this cathartic experience for people to be able to finally tell the, tell the world what they've done without anybody being able to know who it was that actually confessed that. So so I don't I I I don't understand the fascination, but I think there's a little bit of that in it as well. Does that help? Do you yeah, think so? Yeah, that is. And I was just curious your opinion. I I think that you're right, though. I mean, thinking back and even some of the recent emails that I've received. Yeah, I think that there's there's some level of that. And I remember people uh, mentioning specifically, it's like, hey, you know, I, I wouldn't tell this to anybody else, but I feel like I know you because I've listened to 150 hours of <laughs> of your voice. Well, and that's the other thing, Scott. And, and I know this will tie into, you know, what you want to talk about later. But um, that's the one of the benefits of podcasting is we, you and I yeah. are, do you, have you ever sat down and thought about the fact that you and I are actually some of the most influential people in the lives of the people who listen to us so I, if yeah yeah keep so going think, please so if you think about this i i i've done over 3600 podcast episodes of my very own and there are people who write in and say cliff i, I listen to your podcast answer man podcast which is now by the way the, the cliff ravenscraft show and i'm going over to my site right now to see what episode i just published 466 but there are people who have listened to all 466 episodes of my show, which is approximately an hour. And that, and there are people who have just discovered my podcast within the last three months and have listened to all episodes. That means they've listened to me for 466 hours in the last three months. That is a ridiculous amount of time and energy or a, a time and influence that I have in their life. But even think about this. Are, are you familiar with a guy named Michael Hyatt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think about this. Michael Hyatt over at michaelhyatt.com. He has one of the most popular business blogs in the world. And those who know him look up to him because he's very intentional about how he spends his day, about every every decision he makes. It's a very intentional decision. I mean, and and as far as where he turns to for for in, inspiration and advice and all this other stuff, he's very he, he he's particular about that stuff, right? Well, if I can tell you, Michael Hyatt listens to my podcast every single week, and he says that he listens to my show because of the way that I communicate, the way that that I just share information, my my positive outlook on life, the. But just the way that I'm always looking to make my life better, he, he's just inspired by it. Now, imagine this. I'm putting out content one hour a week, every single week. That is, that is one hour of my voice influencing the life of Michael Hyatt every week. That's incredible. How many other people do you think that Michael Hyatt is actually listening to their worldview, their thoughts, their ideas for one hour every week? single week and I, to think yeah, that no, i am no, one of if you think about that and and we're i mean we're influenced by everything you know I, we we may not realize it but we might be hungry today and we might have a craving and we don't even know where that came in, craving came from but if all of a sudden you were you walked into the house and the tv was on in the background and there was a commercial on for you know 30 seconds on the tv you didn't even know it was on, but subconsciously you heard it or something. And next thing you know, you're craving that later in the day because you're influenced. We're influenced by the things we interact with, by the things we see and the things that we hear. And so when people are hearing our voice week after week after week, we're influencing them. And, and if, if you think about 
the things that they're consuming on a consistent basis. An hour of everyone's time every single week is consistent influence. And I, I mean, it, it blows my mind to think that I could be one of the greatest sources of influence in the lives of somebody like Michael Hyatt just because I have a podcast. That, that blows my mind. That is phenomenal. And I love how you think about that. Hey, if I could interrupt for just a second, I really want to share this story with you. So I want you to meet Suzanne. I'm Suzanne Waslu adams I live with my husband and our two dogs in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Now, Suzanne's been working in the same job for quite a while now. For the last 10 years, I've worked as a color lab technician. Before she found us, though, in our eight-day course, she, well, here she is. I knew I needed a change. I had some ideas about what I wanted out of a career, but I felt unfocused and couldn't bring myself to finally making a decision. Does that sound familiar at all? Because I know... I've been there. What amazed me the most about working through the course was the insight I gained about myself. Upon completing the exercises, I discovered that I needed to be producing detailed-oriented, creative work that reflected who I am. Now, I thought this was pretty cool when she dropped me an email about her decision and what the course did for her. The course helped me gain clarity, and I figured out that I want to be running a business that showcases my creative spirit. Since then, I've created an action plan with steps that lead to self-employment in work that I love. Now, Suzanne wants to take her artwork that she does, and it's pretty amazing, and turn that into a business. And that is awesome for her because that's what she figured out that she wants. Now, if you want to figure out what you want, here's all you have to do. You can go ahead and go to figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. Or you can text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC. Text it on over to 38470 and we'll get you enrolled in the course for free. Let's pull back for just a second here. How would you how would you describe what it is that you do today for people? Well, I would describe it as I help people take their message, their business and their life to the next level. Now, some of that, for, for a lot of people, that means I help them create an audio podcast, and, and, and that certainly is a part of it. But that's not my overall mission and purpose in life. If you're asking me, what do, what do, what is, who is Cliff Ravenscraft? What is he all about? And it, it, taking, helping people take their message, their business, and their life to the next level is, is certainly podcasting is the business side of that, but it, there's, it's so much broader. And what I will tell you is that my mission and calling in life is to take all of my experience all of my experiences, all of the things that I've learned, all the obstacles that I faced, all the, the challenges that are in front of me, everything that I've learned to overcome those things, all the problems and how they were resolved, the goals and hopes and, and dreams of the future that I have to take all of my experience in life. I feel a calling to share that with others so that, oh, and by the way, I wanted, I, I'm consistently always looking to pr- improve my own, own life. I believe every single day I'm becoming more of the person who God has created me to be. And so I feel that I take all of that stuff and I want to create content that is entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. I want to share all of that stuff through content so that I can help other people become more of who they were created to be. That's phenomenal. You know what was running through the back of my mind as you're talking about that (laughs) is that I I think 
I think there's a lot of evidence. Well, certainly there's, you know, 3000 episodes of recorded evidence that <laughs> that you actually walk the walk the talk, if you will. But it's interesting. I listened to your show for a period of time about four years ago, roughly. And at that point in time, you were really very focused on improving a couple different areas of your life. And one of those in particular was how you communicate and even how you speak and how you get across your message. And it's really interesting listening to you now as we're having this conversation, three, three and a half, you know, almost four years later, something along those lines, and seeing the, <laughs> seeing the actual evidence of that. So that's, that's really, really, really cool. I, you know, pulling back for just a second, I think that that's an interesting observation just, just for me that when you have very intentional focus and when you have a very intentional self-improvement, if you will, then you can make some really, really, really drastic changes. So very, very cool. Nicely done. Kudos. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. It, it, It's, it's interesting. I, that is one thing that I am very excited about is, is the communication style that I've been able to develop over the years. And so your words mean a great deal to me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so here's one of the reasons uh, I was really interested in bringing you on our show. And I've gotten, I want to say, well over 100 emails in the last 18 months or so, 15, 18 months or so from people that had asked about Okay, you know, you do, you do. I'd love to do what you do in terms of the podcast. And that's, you know, that's only a portion of what we do as a company. We help people make big sweeping career changes and we help people find and do work that they love and that fits them. But you're the podcast guy, as it turns out. And I really wanted to be able to offer a resource to provide the answer, if you will, for, or at least get started on the answer for this type of question that I'm getting pretty consistently. So I'm, I'm super curious what your advice would be to these folks that are saying, I would love to get started in a podcast. Well, definitely my advice is get started. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't, don't walk, run to your local store and grab yourself a microphone and, uh, and, and do start doing some research on how to get started. I mean, there's tons of free tutorials out there. I have one that is probably one of the most popular free tutorials online. It's been viewed over 100,000 times over at uh, learnhowtopodcast.com. Again, that's learnhowtopodcast.com. By the way, that tutorial is rather old, and if you're looking to do this for free, the, there's a promise at the beginning of the tutorial that says, hey, at the end of this series, I'm going to give you a video. I'm going to walk you through how you can use a free service to create a podcast. Well, that free service was purchased uh, by another company and then shut down. It was an aqua hire kind of deal. Mm. Uh, so, but there are other free services out there. And what and I do want to get around to updating it. But uh, the reality is there are still hundreds of people every single month who are using that tutorial at learnhowtopodcast.com to launch their podcast without paying me a single penny. And all the information about the technique and, and the technology behind it is has not changed. So that that is still there. So learn how to go to learnhowtopodcast.com and figure it out. But here's if you want a breakdown, here's what it is. You you need a microphone to capture your voice. I recommend if you want a recommendation right here, $60. It's an Audio Technica ATR 2100 microphone. Super inexpensive. Uh, it'll plug in via USB directly to your computer. You can download this software called Audacity. It's completely free. 
you plug that microphone in and you hit the record button and you start talking and share your heart and your message with the world. Share whatever's on your mind and give it away to people. And, and basically what that's going to do is it's going to record it as an audio file. You want to actually get this uh, saved out to an MP3 file. That's one mistake I see a lot of podcasters make. They'll record something on their Apple computer using GarageBand, which is perfectly fine as well. But they'll save it as an M4A file or whatever. And it has to be – it doesn't have to be. It's not required by podcasting law because there is no such thing. <laughs> But the reality is, is that, you know, you, the universal platform for podcasting applications is to play MP3 audio files. So you, you save that out as an MP3 recording, and then you have to do the, probably the most difficult part, and that is to figure out how to set up this thing called an RSS feed. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. Every single way has its own benefits and its own drawbacks. But uh, you basically, I would recommend that you have a hosting company. I personally create a WordPress website and use the RSS feed that's built into that. And uh, I, I publish my episode over to my WordPress website. I take the MP3 file and put it on a special media host. There's a company called Libsyn, which is Liberated Syndication, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And you upload that file to your, your Libsyn media host, but then you paste it into your WordPress blog and you hit publish, and you take the RSS feed from your WordPress blog, and you do a little bit of magic to it, which I talk about at learnhowtopodcast.com. And then you take that RSS feed, and you go over to iTunes, the app on your desktop, and you click this little button that says submit a podcast in the podcasting section. And it asks you for some information, and you hit paste on the RSS feed, and boom, it's submitted for review. And within two days, you should be approved, and you have a podcast live in iTunes, available to anybody in the world who wants it. And there's a couple other podcast directories out there as well. So here's, here's what I love about that. It can be that easy. Here's what I don't love about that is now when I tell people I have a podcast, <laughs> it doesn't sound as impressive. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, well, here's the, here's the thing. It, 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 is, it is that easy. Actually, what I would say is it's not easy. It's simple. What I just said is simple, yeah. but it's not easy. And and Scott, you know this. You've done it. Yeah. Uh, the, the you know going out and finding the right microphone. It's a whole lot easier when somebody like me, who has a lot of experience buying all the wrong microphones and testing them, uh, can tell you exactly which one to get. So you don't waste a hun- hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on getting the wrong equipment. You know. And so um, th- then you have. Figuring out how do how do you get this WordPress RSS feed to take that MP3 file? There's a lot of, to know about that. There's a special plugin that n- needs to be plugged in. Uh, there's a spe- you have to configure that plugin, and boy, is it bloated with tons of options that you probably should never even worry about. Uh, but there are some options that are necessary. So which ones are they? How do you configure them? And there's there's a lot that goes into this. So yeah, and and not to mention you know the the. The simple part of actually taking and creating the RSS feed and taking the MP3 and all that stuff, first of all, that can be time-consuming at first uh, and, and stuff. But the real difficult part, Scott, is actually coming up with what do you want to say, how do you want to say it, how do you communicate it, how do you get better at, at communicating behind the microphone, how do you say things without saying um a billion times. Those are the things that are difficult. And, and the fact that you're doing this yeah, it's a pretty big deal that you have a podcast. And even if you're saying um a million times or two billion times, as 
I certainly did in episode, I don't know, one through 50, probably, you know, that still, that still is okay. That still is actually okay. It gets you a start to be able to get to a place. I mean, we we're just talking about your focus on communication over a period of time. I mean, that it allows you to get to a different place and even be able to have the opportunity to practice in the first place. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You'll Here's what, there's a quote, I think it was Jim Rohn or somebody else that, that is attributed to saying this. I don't know who it is, but here's what the quote. You don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to become great. And that's certainly true with podcast and communicating. I, I still make mistakes. I still do lots of things and say, I always pick up a new repeated phrase. Uh, it's, it's like, let me t- the truth is, or let me tell you, or whatever. It's like, why don't I just get rid of that out of my vocabulary? And I always, I always kill one of them and I pick up a new repeating phrase. So <laughs> there's always something. We can always take what we're doing to the next level. But man, if I go back and listen to the first 200, 300 podcast episodes that I did, I look at them today and I'm embarrassed by them, but I will tell you what, I have letters in my closet here that I have people who have told me they've decided not to commit suicide as a result of our content during the first two years of our podcasting. Wow. So they didn't seem to mind that I was umming all the time. And by the time, by the way, I was working a I was working a day job plus doing ministry and podcasting on the side and building an online community and interacting with thousands of people around the world. I didn't have time to edit. So I was putting out all I was my content on a scale of one to 10. My first 100 episodes, I would say I would rate it based upon my snobby audio technical skills today. I would rate on a scale of one to 10. My first 100 episodes were right around a three to four. Cliff, I am very curious. You know, your first hundred episodes, you rate them around a three to four. Uh, for a, quite a period of time, you were doing both. It started out as a as a hobby, or even as you said, it started out maybe even for all the wrong reasons. But what caused you to think about taking this this hobby, something you were doing for fun, something that you uh, were having a great time with? What caused you to even think about taking that full time? Well, before I got really successful work in the insurance business that I was in with my mom and dad, the reality is when they asked me to start working for them at the agency, they they got me in because they needed some computer setup. They needed to create this thing called agency management software. Yeah. And they had no idea what they were doing. So they said, Cliff, will you come work for us? And I was like, I will come work for you on two conditions. Number one, you'll never force me to sell insurance because I have no desire to do so. <laughs> we see how that turned out. And number two, I feel called to full-time ministry, full-time Christian ministry. And if I'm ever offered an opportunity to go into ministry full-time to pastor a church, regardless of how little or how much, how much or how little money I am offered, you have to be okay with me leaving this career to go pursue that because that's what I truly feel called to do in life. Well, if you fast forward 11 years later, I did ultimately end up leaving my career in insurance to pursue full-time ministry, but not to become a pastor of a church. But what I found, and it has everything to do with a little bit of what we've hinted at here, you know, the letters in the closet and and these other things that all of a sudden, you know, I'm creating content and I'm realizing I'm having a powerful and positive impact in people's lives. And I and, and what I discovered is that during the first six months of podcasting, I had I had actually what I feel I accomplished more in ministry in six months of podcasting than I did in the previous 10 years of, of official 
position inside of a church. And so that that's really what my heart was. All of a sudden, I became very discontent at my day job. I was spending probably half of my work day at the office, either engaging with and interacting with people in that community through social media or email. And that was inspiring me about topics for new episodes of different shows. And I was creating outlines of episodes that I would go home and record that evening. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I pride myself to be a man of integrity. And I felt like I was a guy who was all of a sudden I was that employee that's stealing money from the business. And what I mean by that is that I'm paid to do a job there. And, and, 40% of my day at the office, I'm not really there at the office. I'm physically there, but mentally and where all my time, effort, and energy is going while I'm there at the office, you know, 40% of my day was spent building this thing at night. Um, and what happened for me was the fourth podcast that I ever launched. Just like you, I had tons of people saying, hey, how do I launch a podcast? And I was trying to help as many of them as I could for free. And then people said, Cliff, you should you should charge people for this. And I I'm like, yeah, right. And so I, I started to offer it as a fee, and lo and behold, I started making some money. And so in December of 2006, one year after podcasting as a hobby, my fourth podcast was launched. It's Podcast Answer Man. And I told people in that episode, I said, listen, I, I've got this pipe dream. I, you know, I've got this career path laid out for me. I, I have it super cushy, super easy. It's just there. But the reality is if you were to ask me if money were no object, uh, what would I do with my life? Insurance is not it. I, and, and I would have never known this a year prior to a year ago, but man, I can tell you right now what I've experienced over the last year through podcasting, if I could find some way to make this my career within the next five to 10 years, that would be a dream come true. That's what I said in the very first episode of Podcast Answer Man. And well, one year later, I, I, made the, I had left my career in insurance to pursue podcasting as my full-time career. So I've got a question for you about that then, because I know that... If I recall correctly, your first, your first maybe year, year and a half full time wasn't easy in any sense of the word, and yet you still did it, and yet you overcame, if you will. But t- tell people a little bit about what that was like for you, and what were some of your challenges. Yeah. So as an insurance agent, uh, back when I started this, I was my very final year. I, I think I made eighty-seven thousand dollars in personal income that year which in northern Kentucky is, is a sizable amount that, back in that time. Uh, so what happened was my first year in business, I, January 1st, 2008, I, I went at it. And I was the definition of, of an unhealthy hustle. I was working 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And I worked every single day for nine months without a day off. And then finally, after nine months, I took a day off every week. And I just increased the number of hours the other six days. At the end of the first year, I went to my accountant and I said, uh, or, and, and I was just like, yeah, I just, I did it. I'm still in business. Uh, but my accountant was so excited and I couldn't understand why he was so excited. It, and he's like, Cliff, this is amazing. He goes, you didn't, he says, you didn't borrow any money at all. And I said, no. He says, and you didn't have any capital when you started this business? I said, no. He says, you are profitable. You, you, do you realize that you are profitable in your first year of business when most businesses do not see a profit for two to five years? And I'm like, seriously? And I'm, I'm, So I, I started to feel good. Now, let me explain to you what profitable was. Profitable means that, number one, I paid for all the overhead of the business, you know, the computer and the equipment, all the stuff that I needed 
to be able to do it. All of the software as a services that I need to be able to do consulting work, go to meeting, all that stuff. I mean, it, it starts adding up, right? And then all of a sudden I realized <laughs> I'll never forget the day I saw how expensive toner cartridges were for a printer. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And so it, it was, it was, there was a lot of overhead, but the business paid for all the overhead, including the health benefits for all of the employees of the business, which by the way was only me. Uh, but it, it paid for health insurance for myself and my family. And so the business was, the, all of the business expenses were met every single month from this new business venture. The only thing is there's this one employee who for the first nine months did not receive a single paycheck. Not one. In fact, at the end of the first year, my, after we finished the business side of things, uh, he did my personal taxes and my net income for the year was $11,000. That's all I made. And I worked around the clock. Now, let me tell you, my wife and I, when we were first married, uh, we, we, were, we were young. We didn't know anything about money. We did all the mistakes you could possibly make. We, we had gotten to where we were tens of thousands of dollars in unsecured debt. We had three or four credit cards. It was crazy. Thank goodness we found out about Dave Ramsey and his Get Debt Free program. Um, but I will tell you, it was crazy. We had, there was, our marriage was rough in the early part of our first few years together because of all the financial struggles we had. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this. We had never had more difficulty financially than we did in 2008, the first year that we did this business. But it was the strongest our marriage had ever been. And in fact, it helped our marriage grow in ways we would have never imagined. And the reality is, is that it was my wife's decision, and this didn't come out yet in this interview, but it was my wife's decision for me to leave my career in insurance. It was her, the one who said, you're going to go in tomorrow and tell your dad that you're leaving. Uh, and she's the one who said, we both know that this is what God is calling us to because she was creating content with me. She, the, I wasn't a solo guy on all my shows. She was, she was my co-host on many of my shows, actually most of my shows. And so she says, you know that this is what God is called to do. Look at all these people who have hired you over this past year. Um, you're making this amount of money. We can make it. It's not what you're making at the insurance office, but you, you can do this. You know this. You've had all these people tell you. She says, if, I, if we have to sell the house, we'll sell the house. Uh, if I have to go get a job for a while, however long that is, I'll go get a job. This is what we're meant to do. So that's the, that's the decision she and I both had when we went into this. So um, every single, we had gotten, to the, because of the Dave Ramsey plan, even when I was an insurance agent, I only paid myself once a month. So even though in insurance, I, made a, I got a paycheck every week, but I just held them until once a month we would do our accounting. Well, we pulled this off in our, um, in our, our business practice as well. Ever since we launched this business, we only do accounting once a month. So um, the only thing is, is every month we went to go pay ourselves a paycheck and there was just no money. And one month I would literally, I'm not kidding, I'm not just tears, I'm bawling. I'm like sobbing like you wouldn't believe with utter depression. And my wife is encouraging me and, and, and stuff. And the next month it's her. She's the one who's bawling. And I'm encouraging her, hey, we're gonna make it through this. Never once in 2008 were we both down together. We, one of us was strong through the whole thing, thankfully. And so that's how we made it through. But I mean, and I could tell you the whole story about how we made it on $11,000 that year. That's a whole nother story for another podcast probably. But here's what I can say is that it was really tough. We only made $11,000 personal income that year. And uh, in 2009, things started to get a little bit better financially. 
And then it was, I think, September 2009, I met Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. And I just connected with him and he saw what I was doing and he said, Cliff, I've had, he's in your shoes. He's helped lots of people learn how to create, you know, work that they love as well. And he had the same thing. People were asking him, he has a podcast. How do I do a podcast? And he's like, Cliff, I've been looking for somebody I could know and trust that, to refer all these people to. And as soon as he met me and I, I went down to his home in Nashville, set him up a studio and he was so blown away. He started referring people. And I tell you what, I have, I've been booked with consulting work ever since I met Dan Miller in uh, 2009. And I, I, my income tripled within three months of meeting him. And it has gone up steadily since then. And today, I can actually trace 80% of my income today, which my business today is generating over a half million dollars a year. But I can trace 80% of all of my income today all the way back to Dan Miller. That is so interesting for so many reasons. Even pre-Dan Miller, what I heard out of out of your story is that there were so many things that you did in advance that set you up to be successful. One was getting rid of all the debt, right? One was really doing the work initially to have a stronger marriage so that when you went into that, you could support each other. And all that stuff led through the squiggly line, if you will, all the way through that to allow you to come out the other side and not have to, I don't know, close down the business or not be able to make it through or not whatever could have been the alternative. So that is so phenomenal for so many different reasons. But I really appreciate you taking us through that because it is really helpful in people to understand what it is like. We've got about 65% of our listeners that are interested in doing their own thing, if not now, then someday. And that was such a helpful story to relay what it can be like and some of the reasons why it can turn out really well too. I appreciate yeah, and that. I, I thank you, absolutely. And I just want to add one thing. Another thing that I did leading into this is you have to understand I did two years of content creation before I ever left to do this full time. So I, I want people to know that when I started, when I started podcasting, when it was real, first started, I was working 40 to 60 hours a week in insurance. And I was spending about, it started out with about 10 hours a week on the podcast related stuff. And then slowly that turned to 20 hours a week. And then after, once it became around 20 hours a week, I dropped my insurance stuff down to 40. I just went to started doing the bare minimum at the office. And then I would say after a year, I was already spending about, I was spending about 40 to 50 hours a week doing content creation and then interacting and engaging with this community. Uh, and, and so I, I did that for a whole year, like as a full-time second career before I actually went and pursued it full time. So I, I want people to understand the importance of getting, if you're thinking about creating something on the side, start a blog now, start a podcast now, start creating content and start building your audience and building a relationship with that audience. And I wouldn't even consider for a second the idea of leaving your job until you have at least 1,000 loyal, devoted fans who are consistently consuming your content and loving you. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I think that gets lost a lot of time. And truly, that was very much my story and my wife's story, uh, Alyssa, as well. We 
we had yeah we were about two years in when i when i left my full-time gig and i was the i was the sole income and we had yeah we we met that criteria yep that's, and that's and I, it's and, and it's funny you know they, they people look at you scott they look at me they look at all these other f- folks who have these online businesses and and there are so many people like you said 65 percent of your audience want to go out and start something on their own and I'm sure you get this all the time, Scott. People are approaching you and say, hey, I, something has just shifted in my life. And now I realize just how unsecure my secure job is, right? Yeah. And, and I want to start something on my own. And I need, it to, I need to find a way. I want this to start producing income so I can actually have this you know, take over as a full-time income for me within six months. That, that's what I hear. And, and by the way, it's like, okay, tell me a little bit about what you're already doing online. Tell me about your blog. Oh, I don't have a blog. Tell me about your mailing list. I don't have a mailing list. Tell me about your social. I don't even have a Facebook account. You know, it's like, oh, so you have zero audience. You've never created a piece of content for consumption online anywhere. But in six months, you want to be generating a full-time income that will replace what you've been making, you know, with the 30 years of experience that you've had building your career. You want to replace that income with an income from an online business with an audience you don't have yet. And I'm like, I just don't see that as a reality. I, 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 is it possible? I, I'm sure there are some people out there that have done something like that. It, it doesn't, it doesn't jive for me. And so I, that's the. I'm glad that you're glad that I brought it up. Get out there and create some content, be, and build an audience, and and build a loyal, engaged community about whatever passion it is that you seem to want to pursue online. Okay, let me ask you about that too, because I have heard you say it's been a long time. I'm still curious if you're of this opinion, but I heard you say in the past that you're a you know do the passion and the money will follow type of guy. So, question one is: Is that still what you believe? And I've got another question too, if that is in fact the case. Okay, so I will. You know, I have said that in the past, and what I will say is this: I think that do follow your passion and the money will follow is very much something I believe in as long as there is a market for a business model for your passion. You can't just get out there and just talk about something. You can't, you can't create a podcast and get all passionate about a topic and expect money to roll in. You have to actually find, is there, is there an audience who is interested in a product or service that you want to offer or is your passion or your topic something that is so popular that it's going to generate let's just say hundreds of thousands of subscribers to your podcast, which by the way, less than 2% of all 325,000 podcasts have audiences that size. So it's a very rare thing if you have 100,000 or more subscribers. But if you have 100,000 or more subscribers about your passion, then sure, you can get advertisers. That's going to provide you a full-time income. But the average podcaster, the average podcaster has between 4,000 to 10,000 subscribers. And that is not going to generate you an income from advertising or sponsorships. So if that's the case, I mean, it'll bring in some income, but not, not an income that's going to be a full-time career. So what you need, I believe, is a passion. I think passion is an important part of the equation because it is something that is according to your calling, something that you love, something that you're excited about. I believe that when you operate in your passion, you're more likely to find success and the motivation to do the work. So I think passion still pays a huge part of it, but I do think you need products or services of some type um, that 
can be the thing that, that turns into the business model. So creating the blog content, creating the podcast content, that's not the business. So I'm very quick to, a lot of people say, Cliff, I want to interview you about how you became a full-time podcaster as a career. And I'm like, no, I, I, that'd be tough to interview me about because I don't think I have ever achieved that. I'm not a full-time podcaster as my career, as if this is what's generating all the income. No, what I can tell you is I can talk to you about how my hobby of a podcast turned into an opportunity, an opportunity to create a business that allows me to podcast on what would seem to be a full-time basis. So I have a business of consulting and coaching, teaching people how to podcast that is my business. So, you know, it's, I make all of my money not behind the microphone, but by teaching other people how to behind, be behind the microphone. Thank you so much for making that distinction because it's, it's really about uh, everything that I heard you say is really about helping other people with something that they need and are willing to pay for or is of value to them rather than the podcasting itself. Exactly. And so, and to give you an idea, it's, it, money is all, I love uh, Thou Shall grow, uh, Think and Grow Rich. No, that's not, Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Yeah. That's the book. Yeah. Thou Shall Prosper. He says that money is nothing more than certificates of appreciation. So you offer value to someone and they give you certificates of appreciation. So a, a way that you can find somebody that has a passion, there's a video out there a long time ago. It's like, do what you love. And so it's like, do you love, ha do you love the outdoors? Do you love horseback riding? Then maybe for you, you have a ranch out in the, you know, the uh, Oklahoma and, and, it's, and it's a ranch where people come and they get away from the busy corporate lives and they, they spend a week or two on your ranch and go on horseback riding. You're teaching them, you know, you're giving them this escape. But for you, it's your love of horseback riding horses that have, have led you to create this business opportunity, which is this, this, um, this retreat, if you will. That is, that is perfect because it... <laughs> Again, makes makes that distinction, I think, overall. Cliff, this is this has been so fantastic. I really, really appreciate you making the time. I really appreciate you sharing your story so transparently. I know that you do that anyways as a as a part of daily life, but I very much appreciate you doing it for HTYCers and our listeners out there. What what has got you really excited these days? What are you working on? Where can people find out more about you besides the places that we've already talked about here? Well, what excites me today is what we've been talking about. I love having people who have a message out that they want to put out into the world. They want to make people's lives better. People who want to take their own life to the next level or their own business ideas to the next level. I love helping them learn how to podcast. And of course, that's why I, 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 it does not bother me at all that there will be a percentage of your audience, even if it's hundreds or thousands of people from your audience, who go to learnhowtopodcast.com and they learn everything they need because they're super technical and they got it all together uh, and they never have to pay me a single penny. It, it blesses my heart to know that I've been able to be a part of their journey in that way. Uh, there are some people out there that definitely would love to have somebody hold their hand through the process. And so I am always excited about my uh, podcasting A to Z course. It's a four-week group coaching program where I teach people how to podcast using all of my online tutorials, but I give them direct access to me as their personal coach for four weeks. And uh, by the end of the four weeks, they have successfully launched their own podcast. And not just a podcast that 
eh, sounds okay. We're talking about a great sounding audio podcast, and that that's what I'm excited about. So, uh, my next session starts up on Monday, October third. If they're listening, if you're listening to this after that, which many people will, uh, then the next session is always going to be listed over at podcasting. A to Z.com podcasting a to Z.com. Perfect. I, I do really appreciate it. I absolutely mean that cliff. Thank you so very much, Scott. It has been an honor, man. Congratulations on the success of your show and more than the success of your show. I'm just excited about the, the fact that you've created content in this world that has helped people find their true calling in life and to find the joy of serving people through their gifts and talents uh, uh, related to the work that they love. And, and the fact that you're putting that message out to the world, uh, it's just an honor to, to be here to, to be a part of that. So congratulations on what you've done. Thanks. Hey, really, really hope that you enjoyed that. Get started on your way to becoming great. So if you are interested in starting a podcast, then I think that that was a great set of steps to be able to do that. However, if you're interested in in making a career change, and if you're interested in you know going from the job that you're at to a career that you really want to be in and you know, changing to a, to a job that actually fits you, then we've got another way to do that. I want to let you know on something that's gone on behind the scenes here at Happen to Your Career. We used to have this uh, this class. It was a live class, eight-week live class, where we guided people through every single step of the, the way to, uh, to, well, I guess starting at really identifying what's a great opportunity for you and really learning how to focus on only the things, only the things that really fit what you actually want. So learning what that is and then how to connect with those people, companies, organizations, opportunities, and then, you know, being able to take all the steps to actually lock down those, get multiple job offers, and we even take people through the negotiation process. So every step in between to go from from where you're at to that. We used to call that figure out what fits. So here's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, we, we actually uh, have changed that. It used to be called Figure Out What Fits 2.0. Um, we've now called that Career Change Bootcamp. And that's something that is not, o- not only a change what we made, but I wanted to tell you about it right now because we are just now opening that up. Just now opening that up and enroll- for enrollment for people. So if, if that sounds like something that you're interested in, where you're in the place where you know, you're not getting the fulfillment out of, out of your, your job and you're not quite sure exactly how to make the change or how to how to talk to employers about your strengths or how to be able to get hired for the things that you're great at or even what it is that you really uh, can pin down is that that fit your signature strengths uh, and even those types of opportunities um, or you're not sure how to actually how to actually make that happen make that transition make that change and you want to do it you've wanted to do it for a while now and you just haven't taken the taken the steps or you don't even know where to begin or the plan that you have isn't lining up, if that's you, then you'd probably be interested in this. So I'm telling you for that reason, if you got any questions on it whatsoever, drop us an email, drop me an email, or drop anybody on our team an email, um, scott at happenedyourcareer.com or uh, or anybody else, you can hit up support at happenedyourcareer.com. We will we'll get on the phone with you and talk to you about uh, about this program and figure out whether it's right for you. And if it's not, that's totally okay. We'll point you in the direction of, we'll point you in the direction of 
something that is right, something that is right for your situation, whatever, whatever it is, because that's our goal here. We want you to be able to happen to your career. So interested in career change bootcamp, let us know. And if you're not already on our email list, uh, if you're not already signed up as a, as a member of Happen to Your Career, then do that because those people will hear first. Those people will get notification first. And hey, I so very much thank you for being here. Wanted to give you a little bit of insight as to what is happening with one of our one of our biggest, most life-changing programs that we have. And I gotta gotta read this review. This is from Mike. Actually, Avid Learner Mike is his name. And he left us a five-star review. He said, awesome content. Scott gets it. I continue to be blown away by the quality of the content of these podcasts. They are a masterclass for those who want to happen to their career. Scott gets it and is vested in helping people grow and advance their careers. Hey, first of all, Mike, thanks for taking the time. That is awesome. I really appreciate that on a couple of different levels because we, we do, and it's not just me, by the way, we've got a whole team of people that are making this happen with, with this podcast alone. Uh, we've got, we've got three people that touches every single episode just to be able to get it out to you every single week. So it's, it's not just me without the team. This stuff would not happen without, uh, you know, people like Kirby and, and Josh in, in the background making this stuff happen. You wouldn't be able to get it. So wanted to call them out too, but thank you for, for doing that because we try really hard to be able to, uh, be able to, let you know that we really truly are vested in helping you grow and advance your career. Hey, uh, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love it if you took 60 seconds and left us a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, any place else where, where podcasts are, are listened to, but especially iTunes and Stitcher that helps more people find our, find our podcast, find our episode, and ultimately allow other people to be able to happen to their career and get where they want to go, which is kind of what we do around here. So, Hey, Really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Until then, adios. I'm out.